Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we are going to talk with Matt Brown. A little bit more about that EA Sports college football game. It'll be released, uh, was it May? Is May the release date? It's July. Or July. That's right. It's July. But there's like more information coming in May. We yeah, found out what's some more te- the I'm teasers, gonna, the official so trailer. Championships. It's yeah. ridiculous. I got to buy a new gaming console if I'm going to get into this. I won't throw more than five passes a game. Uh, the, the, the word on the street is it'll cost you $70 to buy. buy. I'll buy two of them. To buy that. Well, if you're a player, you get one for free. And $600. Define player. Oh, uh, sorry. student athlete. Oh. Your your name, image, likeness is part of that, yes. As we go to the 42-degree hotline and say hello to our friend Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Evan, good morning. How are you? Morning. Doing well, guys. The the EA Sports Talk uh, is bringing me back to my own college days where the option pass or or two slants over the middle. Oh, yeah. I could could find a way to the end zone with those two plays most of the time. Option left, option right, and then just suck them in. That was the red zone go-to, the the, the aforementioned slant. I think um, I'm with you there. If I was – if I needed a – a surefire touchdown inside the red zone. Then that w- I was going with the slants, especially if I had a lengthy wide receiver. I wonder if the same type of strategy goes into this this game coming up. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Like in hindsight, my offense back then was like Nebraska from two years ago. Like you try to put the fastest guy at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, if you can draw in the the middle linebacker and, and throw a pass over the middle, like then you have some success. And if not, uh, it can get a little bit dicey. But um, it's going to be fun to have that back, man. It's been, what, a decade since yeah. that's been around? That's crazy. Hey, I know life has happened for you. I it, it, I, I got rid of my, my gaming console when I moved back to Omaha, and so I don't have one. Are, do, you, do you game at all? Is this something that would, if you do, you'll, you'll be involved? Or is it like, nah, sorry, don't have time for it? I mean, I, I, I kind of gave up gaming when I became a dad, uh, you know, a number mm-hmm. of years ago. But this is going to test that, I think. Like, I'm with you. Because this is, it's like, it, there's not a, there's not a huge time commitment, right? Like you can play a game, you know, it's not like you have to beat a game or like there's yeah. a whole like, uh, you know, hours and hours of commitment. You can play a half hour game and, and go from there. So I'll, I'll be curious how that goes. But then honestly, back in the day, I enjoyed the off season stuff too, recruiting and roster building and like how different that's <laughs> yeah. going to be with all the stuff going on now. I guess we'll find out. You're going to get some sweet NIL deals, transfer portal. It's it's kind of crazy. You're right. Like, I remember a time that when I would play either that or, like, the new release of Madden, I would all of a sudden realize that five, six hours just flew by, and it was the biggest uh-huh. time vampire. I was enjoying that I was doing it, but all of a sudden I realized I either got to get to bed or, oh, man, I'm, I'm running late to work. I, and so I know I, I'm not as committed, but I, I'm with you. It, it I'm – I'm thinking about you know getting getting a PlayStation and 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 possibly you know maybe getting a refurbished one maybe trying to get a deal on one because I, I don't know if I'm going to play other games other than this but it it definitely has me intrigued. 
yeah, you know, you invite your friends over. And for me, like the yep. muscle memory is I need a pizza and like a Mountain Dew <laughs> to make this thing really complete. So I don't know like how much regression is going to occur here. Yeah. And I don't think it's just me, but that's, uh, you know, yeah. it's an interesting like sociological experiment. Does it all come back? Is it like riding a bike? I guess maybe we'll, we'll wait and see in July. Um, hey, great development last night, I thought. And I know you were, you were watching the game too. Drew Christo, we we said on the show yesterday, boy, if you get four innings out of him, that would be a step, a major step in the right direction. Not only do you get four, you get six out of him. There were a lot of good things about the start, but Evan, I, I look at the one number more than anything, and that is the number one, and that is the amount of walks that you got from Drew Christo. And then the other part about his start that I like, like there was some pretty good ball bat contact early, but it seemed like he kind of settled down. Like in previous outings, like that would maybe rattle him a little bit. I, there was just, I don't know. I, I'm curious what you thought. I just thought there was a lot to like about that. Yeah, I agree. I think if Nebraska goes on to have the kind of season that it wants to have, I think last night's game is one that you can point to and say that the team really showed something. And Christo was obviously a big part of that. And like, even just within the series, like, I thought last night's game was going to be the toughest one for Nebraska because you got a guy in Christo who has all the potential in the world, but he hadn't really shown it. Mm-hmm. And he's going up against a guy in Daniel Avatia from Grand Canyon who is a preseason All-American. His numbers have been legit for two years. He's their ace, and they're playing at home. And so I, I thought that one would be the toughest get for Nebraska. And sure enough, I mean, Christo goes out and, and shoves, and his pitches are all working, his fastballs lively, his slider is on point, his changeup he's mixing in, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> keeping a, a really balanced Grand Canyon team uh, off balance. So <clears throat> that was that was huge. And then I thought what the offense did too. I mean, <clears throat> with Tyler Stone uh, hitting a home run as a Phoenix native back home, that was a cool little storyline, but it, it wasn't one or two guys. It was situational hitting. It was Dylan Carey getting a hit. Yeah. It was Josh Karen. It was, you know, a sack fly from Garrett Anglin for a little insurance. Like, and then you had some error-free defense on top of that, and they turn a couple key double plays in the later innings. So, like, just a balanced effort from Nebraska. That's what you want. That's a game, especially in a true road game, that's going to help you down the road in terms of RPI and, and the resume and everything that goes into that. And now it sets up, you know, essentially a three-game series where even if you win <clears throat> one of three as Nebraska and you split a series like that against GCU – uh, that that's a successful weekend, and yeah. you have a chance for a lot more than that on top of that. So really encouraging first night for Nebraska. You imagine uh, Christo's definitely earned a chance to be a starter again next week in another four-game set, and then he, uh, you know, if he keeps putting up outings like this, it's going to make for, I think, an interesting decision for what their rotation looks like when they go back to those three-game sets. And I'm with you as far as last night's significance just as as we try to get a better feel for this team because I, I don't know where you were after the last weekend Evan even in a one and two showing it just felt like there were more positives than there were negatives but until you see them sort of take that entire weekend's work and then apply it into the following weekend against another tough opponent it's it's just hard to get a read I, I felt like Last night maybe validated my my initial feeling of this team after what they did, even you know not winning that series last weekend against those three really good teams, but showing a lot of good things. I felt like what they did last night kind of validated that there were more good things and bad things in that weekend in Texas. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, they were they were a clutch hit away from going two and one last weekend, and maybe two clutch hits from going three and zero. Mm-hmm. Like that's how thin that margin 
was for them. And kind of what I looked at this week was, you know, you look under the hood a little bit. They just they didn't get a hit with runners in scoring position. They hit under 200. So you, ha- you figure that's going to normalize a little bit. And I think they were two for 10 <clears throat> last night in that category. And then you look at the pitching, too, and, and just the strikeouts to walks uh, are, are too good for that to hold you down too much. You know, yeah. I keep going back to a year ago. It was one to one after a three game series, uh, and that's that's not good. And uh, through three games last weekend, it was twenty eight to eleven. And then you saw it again last night, where I think you know Christo had the one walk, like you mentioned. I think that was the only walk Nebraska pitching allowed in nine innings. And like that's that's going to play. That's over the course of time. That, that that's what you're looking for. So we saw that again last night. I think the other thing too is like you're still it's easy to forget like that more than half of this roster turned over. And as much as you can kind of take some things away from summer ball and what guys did in the fall, mm-hmm. you don't always know until the lights come on, you know, who the real gamers are. So they had a ton of guys debut last week. You'll probably see a couple more debut this week, this weekend. Um, so you're still figuring out roles and, and bullpen spots and who you can trust in certain situations and uh, you know, leave it to a four-game series to kind of lay everything out there because you don't have the luxury of just using your top two or three relievers. Like you're going to probably have to go six, seven, eight deep this weekend against a good team, and you're going to figure out a little bit more who you can trust, which freshmen are ready, which mm-hmm. transfers can elevate their game, and all that. So uh, you know, it, it's typical this time of year for Nebraska baseball. Those first few weeks, you're on the road, you're kind of figuring out what you have but it does feel like maybe they have more depth and they're a little bit further along to start than they have been in recent seasons. Talking to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald here on 1620 The Zone. Uh, Evan, uh, switching over to football, this was a conversation we got into um, earlier in the week about how Matt Rule has talked about his handling of Dylan Ryle, and it's so unique because you've got a true freshman that, I mean, you, you want. It was a major win in recruiting, and now you've got this guy in a quarterback room that it does have a returning starter amongst the group, but a returning starter that I think all of us would agree still has a lot to learn when it comes to being a complete quarterback that Dylan Ryla would come in and represent more of what this offense would like to, to be and, and the type of guy that they'd want a quarterback. So I know when he says it's, it's not – you know the end all be all that he is the day one starter that he it just needs to be a day to day process. I think is all is all fine and good. If he's not the day one starter, with the obvious exception of being you know an injury, how how do you think that that goes over? And and what would we ultimately take away if he's not the day one starter? Well, I mean, you hope if that's the case that a guy like Daniel Kalen or Heinrich Harburg take major strides in the offseason and, and maybe they play so well uh, that you can't do anything about it. I mean, it, it seems like that seems like a, you know, probably not the, the odds on scenario right. for this season. You consider all the NIL resources um, that are going into Dylan Rayola and just, just the offseason stuff too. I mean, you look at the transfer portal recruiting that they did and, and, you know, Raiola was the second guy to greet most of these players after Matt rule. Mm-hmm. And that sends a pretty strong message. And, and, and certainly the, as you said, the process has to play out and <clears throat> sort of the irony of this stretch that we're in right now is it's one of the quietest times for Nebraska football externally in terms of what there is to talk about with updates, but it's a huge time when you're, when you're looking at just the, the Matt drills and some of the team 
building things that they're doing, like this is when you find out uh, who, who wants to be at the front of the line, who doesn't accept average uh, effort from their teammates, yeah. who has their own um, you know high standards for themselves and, and see that executed in a competitive situation. So like this is that time when a guy like Dylan Raiola really does um, you know, prove that to guys. And, and when we start talking about single digit Jersey numbers in the fall, like the, the early returns on that are happening right now. So, uh, you know, if, if it's not him, um, I, I would be surprised, like not just from the talent perspective, but also from just the intangible stuff. I mean, you talk about guys who have been ready as true freshmen over the years. Uh, typically when that happens, it's not just about the talent. It's about, um, the mental stuff. And I think the fact that he's grown up in an environment where his yeah. dad was a professional athlete, where he has uh, rubbed elbows with former professional NFL quarterbacks, um, you know, he just has that mentality, I think, to where a moment like stepping in and being the starter at Nebraska won't feel as big to him or won't, maybe won't have the same magnitude as it would um, you know, a, a first-generation football player uh, who, who's playing in front of a crowd like that for the first time. So if it happens, uh, it'd be a major development, major storyline. Um, but at this point, I don't know that there's anything that would suggest that that'll be the case. There's, there's, and I'm with you. I, I think that we know that it's it's all sort of like a formality. But I know another part of how Matt Rule talks about Dylan Riola when he's doing interviews, you're trying to manage expectations to the outside world. And I get that. And I think every freshman, there should be at least an attempt to do so. It's just different, though, right? I mean, they, they as a coaching staff can do that. His teammates can do that. They can understand that he's a freshman. I just feel like for the fans and, and even to some extent for the media that cover them, it's it's just going to be a different level of expectations. And for a lot of the reasons you, you, you talk about, he's just kind of wired and built different, right? Yeah, I mean, you hear him talk. He's really mature. He's got a uh, you know, good perspective, I think, that's unusual for someone – of that age. Um, but you know, like I think the situation, you have to talk about the situation that he's coming into as well. Like it's not just five-star quarterback and you assume he's going to start. You have to, I think, look at the context too and say, you know, the quarterback position was a huge area of concern for Nebraska. When, when that position between fumbles and interceptions accounts for 25 giveaways last year. I mean, that's even if you play average Mm -hmm. in that category, uh, you're, you're talking about Nebraska being in a ball game and winning another, game or two as the season goes on so like you have that you have the fact that they have a new quarterbacks coach in glenn thomas uh and and that in a lot of ways everybody's starting over i mean yeah heinrich harburg started eight games for him last year but he's only really been uh in the quarterback room for a year he was not part of the plans of the previous staff with mickey joseph and mark whipple and I, i think there's also sort of an acknowledgement with harburg that he has other abilities. I mean, he caught a pass against Minnesota in the opener last year and and has, I think, other pathways to getting onto the field outside of just being a traditional quarterback. So you have that element. You have another true freshman in Daniel Kalen who's accomplished in his own right. And as Glenn Thomas said a couple weeks ago, like <clears throat> they're just starting to assess again the strengths of each of these quarterbacks, and then they're just now starting to pair those strengths with what a playbook could look like and yeah. starting that thing from the ground up. So it's not like Raiola is jumping into the middle of this established machine. Like the offense that we saw last year is not going to be the offense moving forward. It's, it's a whole different cast of principal characters 
and uh, you know, starting everybody at even, uh, who better than the guy again, who's who's right. shown the talent at the high school level, who's shown it at uh, national showcases, who has um, that experience with professional athletes his whole life. Um, who better than that guy to maybe hit the ground running next season? Evan, uh, I'll get you out of here on this one. And I, I don't believe you and I have had this conversation yet. I know it's it's been talked about, but when you looked at the hiring of Glenn Thomas, a lot of that conversation shifted into, okay, what will his role be with Marcus Satterfield? Who's calling the plays? And, of course, we found out later, Matt Rule, he left that uh, with no speculation whatsoever. He's very definitive about that. But is maybe more the underrated part of, of that whole shakeup the Marcus Satterfield impact on the tight ends, given what they now have in that room, what, where, where, where does your head go when you think of what that could, could potentially look like with Marcus Satterfield, not only from the play calling aspect, but what he could do with that room? Yeah. You know, I thought Matt rule when he spoke most recently tucked in a, a pretty interesting nugget about that, about this idea that uh, Marcus Satterfield's one of the most aggressive coaches on staff. He's going to be aggressive in his play calling he was aggressive in his play calling last year. And that when it comes to the quarterback position, having a guy like Glenn Thomas, somebody who can uh, maybe know when to ease off the gas a little bit or, or to be a little more contemplative, there's some value in that. <clears throat> but then you, you move a guy like Satterfield over to the tight ends and maybe just from a, a, a positional standpoint, matching temperament, like that's, that's ideal for a guy like Satterfield. And yeah, you think about, um, you know, that attitude, that kind of, go, go, go mentality paired with a guy like Thomas Fedoni, that makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. I, I think that's that's a, a, a match uh, well made between those guys. And Nate Borkertscher's the same way. You, you you know you bring Carter Nelson into the mix here in a few months. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense. And then, uh, you know, it, sort of anecdotally, oftentimes when your offensive coordinator is coaching the tight ends, um, you know, those guys have a way of getting a little bit more involved maybe in the offense. And that's, I think, an area that Nebraska's attack can certainly afford to grow in um, with, with a few more looks for guys like Fedoni. And then we'll see what Carter Nelson's role is down the line, whether this season or maybe into the future. But, yeah, I think just that attacking mentality, I, I think back to what Marcus Satterfield said at different points during last season about, uh, running the quarterback and him, you know, more or less his default setting was, yeah, put a shoulder into the defender and go. And maybe that's not always what you're looking for um, at that spot. But I think at the tight end spot, absolutely. That's a, a great way to go. So uh, big picture to me, that's a, that's a, an indication that Matt rule, not only is looking for the best situations for his players to put them in, but also the coaching staff. Seven Blade of the Omaha World Herald on the Husker baseball, football beat, and uh, anything else uh, probably be on the EA, EA Sports game beat too, and that's released in July. Let's have like a let's have a, like a, like a release party with that, like a launch party, and and people like you and I that maybe got rid of our consoles, we can uh, we can try to leech onto someone else's and just have a big old blow up. Let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> Evan, have a great weekend, man. All right, thanks, Nick. See ya. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Some great stuff from. Uh, the Husker baseball you coverage guys going got on right rid now. Of your gaming console. I did well. So for me, mine Jimmy, advocated getting another one. She's mine, on board with this. I don't think my wife ever. Well, I, actually, when I met her, I didn't have it anymore because I, when I was in Columbus. So you got to understand, I was seven years in Columbus. The first couple of years, I probably spent a lot of time on the gaming console. I was playing a lot of Tiger Woods golf, there. a lot Ooh. of Madden, 
And that was that was. There how you I sp- go. You can play the golf game. So when yeah. the weather's terrible in January, you can still you think get of, it. Thinks of better days. Yeah. And just like in Madden and in the college football game, I always create myself as a golfer. Well, too. You should. Uh, but I did a lot of that. Once we moved, uh, we I when I moved back to Omaha, which would have been thirteen, um, it made the move, but it never got out of a box. And then when I got my first place with. My now wife at the time, girlfriend. Your ex-girlfriend. Um, no, real girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Well, I she's guess if she's not your... Yeah, because she's now your wife. Yeah, she's I guess not your wife. technically true. Um, your ex-fiance. It didn't make that move. I just... I, I, on my own, just decided to get rid of it because, I I mean, all I was doing was collecting dust. Hell, I don't even know if it worked. And so, yeah, I got rid... It was an, I had an Xbox, so I got rid of that. But I'm sure you could probably find one, even like a refurbished one that's probably affordable... Because I'm serious when I say I, I really do. If there was one game that would get me to want to return a little bit of my time to that, it would be the college football game. I and love you that. You pass it along to somebody that I could. Now lives with you. God, he's three, man. I don't know if I could. If he sees, if he sees me even playing that, do you realize what type of issue that will now create? Because then he'll want to do that all the time, and then when we tell him he can't do that. And before he you know will it, he will flip get good the at f it. out. Oh well, you know. Dad, hurry up and get home. Yeah, come on, you gotta get. I need whooping. some good competition. No, it won't be that. It'll be like, buddy, uh, it's time to go to bed, and he will flip out. Yeah. But he, he doesn't need to, every point. If I do this, he doesn't need to know about it until maybe a couple more years uh, in his life. Then. then he'll have his own dynasty. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Tiger Woods golf, by the way, when we come back, a real quick story before we get to, uh, we will talk about the game itself uh, with Matt Brown. He is going to join us. We're going to get into all of that. Also, we got Vers coming up in the nine o'clock hour. But speaking of Tiger Woods, his son Charlie was trying to qualify for a PGA event, and it was an absolute, as Gary likes to say, a gong show. I like to call it a well, a blank show. Uh, it was a circus. He didn't qualify, but some of the things that were taking place while he was trying, as a fifteen-year-old, by the way is trying to qualify for a PGA event. I'll tell you what happened in Florida. Coming up. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.